0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The COG, which is the Kingdom of God music series, the new series here on Josiah Radio. This is a comparison of gospel music history we've been doing, everyone from Carmen, Toby Mac, uh, Israel Houghton, just a celebration of a lot of the legends of the past, just to see how far we've come as a Christian industry, and to give Christian artists some credit, because I still to this day feel like even though we have mainstream breakout stars like you know, the winings, uh the, the craze of the world, what have you. I still feel like there's still somewhat of a disrespect to Christian music, especially at the Grammy Awards. Uh, this has been discussed a lot on the show, where why is it that they don't have a Hindu rock category? They don't have a Buddhist rap category. They don't have a Confucius pop category. So why are all the Christian artists stuck into one category? That doesn't seem fair. So I kind of feel like the world is a little scared to break down our genres and actually have our genres compete with other secular artists, because I kind of feel like some of our music, if given a chance, might put some of it to shame, even from a message standpoint. But anyway, that's a discussion for another day. I have a very special guest tonight. Her name is Tanya Andre. Is it Montanez or just with the Andre? It's
1: Tanya Andre Montanez.
0: Montagnés. Okay, so on the website, we don't have the curve above the N to give us the differentiation. <laughs> I don't
1: know how to do that. You can, that's totally my fault. I don't know how to put the N on top of the
0: N. Just like when people are trying to type Beyonce or Celine Dion's name, we can't put the accent on the I or the accent on the E. So
1: annoying. I wish they would create a button for it in these keyboards, but they
0: don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, Tanya, um, we did kind of meet over a very hot topic that occurred um, in the last couple of months and that's the whole situation around Christian music artist Gavi and producer and basically this sort of I guess our connection sort of started as a minor Twitter beef that became a very diplomatic conversation for lack of a better term but you just explain to the people what your initial thoughts were on the situation in relation to your own story as well and um, and then, what are your brief thoughts on what you updated me on, which is his latest post?
1: Yeah, so like you said, we did we did meet uh, via Twitter, uh, the the worldwide web of social media. <laughs> You know, it was pretty interesting because I I'm a survivor of sexual abuse myself and not just sexual abuse, but I'm a survivor of church sexual abuse. So if you're not familiar, I also tweet a lot about the church too, which is basically almost a similar kind of like a me too yeah. move but within the church. Mm-hmm. So church two is a group of, uh, of women or, or stories of people that have been abused, uh, inside the church environment. So mm-hmm. when I heard about the Gabi story, I have to be honest, I completely jumped on it. Um, and I was upset. I was mm-hmm. angry. I had actually never heard of Gabi until last year when he released his Spanish, uh, album. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I totally related to, um, related to it. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever listened to his album, the Spanish album, but mm-hmm. he has these interludes of like old school pe- Spanish Pentecostal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is totally down my alley. <laughs> you know, that, that's so how I grew up. Mm-hmm. So I I felt an instant connection to Gavi. I was like, man he was brought up like me, you know, mm-hmm. he just, he's just like me. Right, right. <laughs> so, and then I loved his music. Um, and I just, I just thought I had discovered like the next best thing. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, for sure thought he was, and he probably still can, you know, I, I don't want to completely just, you know, knock him out, but um I for sure thought he, he was Definitely straight up the 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 musical. I just felt he was gonna hit mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? Kind of like the Lecrae, you know, hit mainstream. Yeah. You know, but yet still kept it. You know, kept it real. I just felt like that was really his his trajectory. And then when um we found out that through Twitter, which is probably the worst way to communicate something like this. It's like, I felt like everything unfolded on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, which if you think about it is so honestly speaking, so unprofessional, but yet Mm -hmm. so the times that we're Mm -hmm. living in, you know, like this is just how, I guess you're going to do it now. Right. Um, you know, that he had been sending pictures, to uh two women um, that were not his wife and mm-hmm. that was very disturbing then some other things came out uh, via um
0: Catafant, the wife of Wordsblade
1: right catafat mm-hmm. um, i always have a hard time pronouncing her name mm-hmm. so so you know then she came out with with her her kind of like her story and then with with other women mm-hmm. on her feed came out saying that they were also being sent pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it just became a, a very disturbing uh, subject. And I was angry. I'm not going to lie. I was angry. I was upset. Mm-hmm. I jumped on it. And I think we shared this before we, we were going to start the show is that I'm always going to stand on the side of the woman, mm-hmm. you know? whether, you know, there's a lot of talk of, oh maybe, you know, when when survivors come out, there's always victim blaming, Mm. victim shame, you know, Mm. oh maybe she was she she, you know, they came out because now they want his money or oh now they want to break up his marriage or oh now they wanna do this, they wanna do that. And then we get these religious Christians that start to throw out things like, Oh well, you know the spirit of Jezebel. You know as if the enemy only moved through the female portion of of, of the interaction you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah. the enemy had nothing to do with with the male part right yeah. you know yeah. you know the, the male doesn't have uh, the male doesn't have the spirit of jezebel but the female has the spirit <laughs> of jezebel yeah. you know so I mean, I respect that he even said anything at all, right? I think that that's very commendable, and we we can respect that. I think that silence would have been worse. He alluded as if the pictures and the conversations were consensual.
0: Right. Okay. He,
1: He did allude, and he said that these were adult conversations. Yeah. So say something like these are adult conversations you are alluding that it was a consensual conversation so that is very different than the abuse of sending someone a picture now someone might say well gosh it was just a picture well I'm sorry but if you send someone a sexual picture of yourself that was not requested mm-hmm. by another adult,
0: yeah. that is abuse. It, it almost puts Cataphant in, like, a, almost like a position of, like, she's the whining child, and this was an adult conversation that she should have never been a part of, which I, I kind of find that very immature on Gavi's part, because at the end of the day, like, just like you said, anything that is non-consensual is abuse— but even if it was not abuse, it is still sin of the highest order. So at the right. end of the day, trying to cover it up as adult conversations kind of watered it down to a place that I don't think needed to be done. So I agree right. with that.
1: Every sin holds a different weight of consequences. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, That's the crazy part is that all sin have the same eternal consequence, but in the, your earthly life they all have different consequences different levels. Years ago this would have been a lot more conflicting for me because my, my history with Gavi goes way deeper than yours. You, you just discovered him off his most recent Latin record um, I practically was raised on Gavi's music. Uh, this dude has been producing Christian hip hop hits from 07 till now and pretty much every single crossover hit that any Reach Records or Lecrae artists had in that time frame was produced by Gavi. So, like, um, even a, a Gavi produced track, "You Can't Stop Me" by Andy Minio, that even beat out a, a Taylor Swifts and Kendrick Lamar's "Bad Blood" at a at, uh, baseball stadium awards. So, <laughs> this is not the success is nothing new to Gavi. What what I had to learn a long time ago and I guess keeping mainstream perspective kind of helped with this is I learned a long time ago to separate art from artists. Therefore they are not my go-tos when it comes to living a holy lifestyle, because at the end of the day, Jesus has to be the first and foremost. Every man is fallible after that. So years ago, if you had asked me this question, I probably would have been more on the end of a uh, wondering what to do with my life since my hero has fallen now but but now having seen everything of what happens with mainstream artists who have these kind of falls I learn not to delete their work from history but also not to make them my role models when it comes to leading a holy lifestyle um, so the the real thing is I'm not really shocked at Gavi's behavior. I'm more shocked, how should I say, at seeming, the seeming more care for better PR than actual correction of the behavior. Because oh cause, cause I kind of felt like this dude, according to y'all, the Reach Records team, has only had this issue for a year, but the allegations go way further than that. And every time the victim reveals more you change your version of the story. And every time the victim reveals more, you switch from offense to defense, defense to offense. When there's that much flip-flopping, that shows someone or multiple people were not correctly addressing the issue in the way it needed to be addressed. Either that or they did the Paul principle of taking it to the church, taking it to leadership, taking it to everybody in between, But then not cutting off the connection when none of that was working. They waited till it had to be exploited all over Twitter and the victims had to speak up for themselves, then cut off the connection. And in my opinion, that was a real bad order of things because you're constantly telling us that your mission's the gospel. You got the Great Commission to make with music, but it seems like you're more concerned with PR than the Great Commission of itself. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: You know, I think that 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 sounds factual. Um, I think your feelings are spot on, um, and it brings me back to the question that I know LaCrae actually made a statement on why they decided to uh, release him from from the the tours that they were having with him. Um, but in one of the interviews that I that I, I, I watched with Lecrae, with another another guy that they did an interview together, and Lecrae was kind of, a, um, you know, talking this out, it seemed like this was an issue that had, that has been, they knew about.
0: Yeah, here was a big one for me, right? Days before, literally four days before Cataphant just let loose with all the victims And all the evidence that she had He was still a main artist on the tour Meaning if Catafan and the victims Never said anything He would have been touring all this year As normal
1: I'm like they knew about this Yeah So, So they had to make a decision Because it came out
0: Yeah And in my opinion You can call it ministry all you want I'm sorry At the end of the day That is business PR mentality. That is not, if you are truly ministry-based before you're business-based, this connection would have been cut a long time ago. So anyway, letting that topic breathe for a moment, before we get into um, round one of our rounds today, um, I just wanted to quickly ask you in light of that, how do we push forward, you know, uh, from mentally speaking from the church when stuff like this continues to happen? Um, what's the best thing to do for the, um, for the person who was responsible of carrying these actions? And then how should we best move in our care for victims going forward?
1: That's a great question, and thank you for asking that. I think moving forward, there needs to be, and, and that's a lot of things. Actually, my pastor just talked about it. There's a lot of people try to do a lot of good things for God, but yet none of them submit under any authority. Yeah. So yeah. there's no gu- there's no there's no wisdom, there's no guidance because there's no one above them to say, "Whoa, you know, calm, you know, calm down." You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or or you know, to kind of install some wisdom. So so definitely, you know, loving the sinner um is is a way that we can definitely move forward. But as the survivor or the victim, I mean, a lot of empathy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. needs to be needs to be expressed. You know, mm-hmm. it needs to be shown um, because she needs healing too. They need, he needs healing. You know, like like he or she, um, they need healing, and and they need to be loved on just as much. You know, Absolutely. and I think the church does really well at. Taking the, the abuser, you know, and mm-hmm. saying, oh, okay, well, he needs restoration. And then, you know, and then kind of like throwing, kicking the survivor to the side and saying, well, like I said earlier, you know, she was probably under the spirit of Jezebel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So,
0: and I'm going to tell you why that happens. It's because in man's weaknesses, this is a mainstream mentality that floods the church just as equally. It's a resume thing. The victim never has a resume of influence in the person's life. Naturally, as humans, you're always going to go on the defense of the person that has had more influence on you. When at the same time, if you that's why God says thou shalt not have any idols before me, because when you have idols, you can defend them even against the will of God or against the laws of God, because they have now taken a place of God in your life. When you don't have that idolization issue, then every man gets fair chance at justice. And that's all that God requires of us, according to Micah 6 eight, right? To do justly, right. to love mercy, to walk humbly with our God. And taking pride in an idol will block you from walking humbly and listening to the victim. Right,
1: right. And, and again, just loving on that victim, on that survivor you know, gathering her as well with, with with people who want to provide mental health. And that and that's that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand, right? When and, and this let's get off the gobby thing. Let's just talk about in general. When an abuser abuses a victim and they're they're consequence is they might go to jail for 20 years right Mm -hmm. they might go to jail for 10 years or you know however how you know in whatever state whatever you know the laws are but yet the survivor lives with those consequences for the rest of their life so you know, the abuser put a jail sentence, a life jail sentence on that survivor. Right. Uh, you know, I'm forty-four years old now. Hmm. Forgot my. <laughs> That's how, you know, I'm forty-four years old now, hmm. and and I'm still having to constantly, um, you know, search out my space, what? you know, for triggers. You know, I'm Mm. still constantly having to uh, mentally continue to coach myself, you Mm. know, continue to Mm. mentally, you know, speak positive, you know, speak the word over me, speak this, because I still struggle. I mean, healing is a journey. You Mm. know what I'm saying? And I still there's still moments where I still get very triggered. Mm. But when in reality, it's a cry for reformation in the church
2: yeah
1: yeah um the church is all i know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying that the, the church is all i know but i remember what it was to be a girl in the church completely broken yeah. and not have anyone like me mm-hmm. to share to share their story, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and now when I share my story internationally and here in the U.S., um, it really does something to my heart and my soul when a church girl mm-hmm. comes up to me and says, this has never been spoken about in the church, and I'm so glad that you are the voice. Yes, You know, I'm so glad that you have brought it up because I've been sitting here you know for years and years kind of like the woman with the issue of blood you know for years mm. and years just mm. sick and sick and sick and no one you know what i'm saying would talk to her yeah. no one would would reach out to her right because according to the law she was untouchable um you know and yet she had the faith mm-hmm. you buy all the things that went wrong you know the way she was treated she, she still had the faith to go and touch the hem you know of Jesus garment and yeah, and yeah. to me that's what drives me yes is go into spaces like this you know mm-hmm. to go into arenas that allow me to share my story where I can say you know what honey you know what sister me too mm-hmm. I know
0: what it's like to sit here broken. 100%. I 100% agree. So anyway, before we get uh, into the next part of the conversation, which is the Mavuno Project, um, we're going to start off with round one for the music section. First of all, you did tell me that you did have some background knowledge as to who Out of Eden is. Just give us a little brief uh, history on how much of Out of Eden's discography you know. And then we'll get into round one with them against Zoe Girl.
1: Oh my gosh, Adam Eden came out when I was in youth group. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. So that to me was actually really encouraging um, when Adam Eden first came out. I know that they, their first song was, well, the first song that was a hit to me was. Um...
0: Yeah, the cover that they did on their debut album, Lovely Day. Yeah, Lovely Day. Yep.
1: Lovely Day, Lovely Day, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yeah. so that that's a song that I will always remember. And actually, I'm gonna share this. And if um, if my friend ever hears this, I'm not gonna mention his name. He had a huge crush on one of those girls, and this was back in the day when um, interracial relationships weren't really even talked about. Yeah, yeah. For my friend coming to me, and it was like his deepest confession you know he was this (laughs) lovely one of my closest friends you know this white guy from like nashville tennessee you know like and 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 he just totally just like approached me one day with like i thought he was gonna tell me some huge thing and he's like i have a crush on one of the girls from (laughs) out of eden and i was like oh my god (laughs) You know, <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Getting into round number one, we're gonna be starting with Different Now by Out of Eden. Here we go. for now by out of eden going up against stop right there by zoe girl Thank you. there by zoe girl okay. up against different now by out of eden i kind of feel like tempo wise uh stop right there that for me both of these sound like two sides of the same coin and almost like a destiny's child type of vein i kind of feel like stop right there was in the vein of tempo wise of like bills 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 uh and then i felt like different now was in the same vein of like because it, it's eleven thirty and the club is jumping jumping um different now though I'm a huge fan of horns, so don't get me wrong when I say this. Okay. I was never a fan of the horns in Different Now. I kind of felt like they kind of overlooped it to the point of it becoming like a nuisance and annoyance after a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, the thing I applaud Stop Right There for that Different Now didn't do is there was slight more contrast in the highs and lows of the production. Even though Different Now had more contrast in the highs and lows of the vocals. Personally, though, I get more of a kick out of Stop Right There. Um, Different Now is a cool, like, I'm leaving the club lifestyle behind and I'm pursuing a more, like, substantial life. I get that. I respect that. I love that, too. Stop Right There seemed like a very straightforward, clear statement that I'm God's property before I'm yours. And especially if we're not married yet... Um, I can have enough boldness to say that this, everything here belongs to God first. So you can't tell me what to do with this until that commitment is made before you and God, then you can come back to me. And if not, then it's written off. I'm not going to be your savior. I'm not going to stay in this relationship. I'm not going to be bound to this and allow you to pull me back away from Jesus. So um, because of a bolder statement, better production and I kind of feel like um, an easier listen because there was not too many nuisances in the production as as different. Now I'm going to give a slight edge, only slightly, to Zoe Girl. What about you?
3: To be truthful,
1: I have never heard of Zoe.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've heard about Avedon, Um I've listened to a lot of Evitan, but I had not heard of Zoe before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it. I did feel, though, that it did, and maybe because I've never heard it before, but when I was listening to it, I couldn't get off the, how did that song go?
0: Yeah, TLC, you're talking about No Scrubs?
1: TLC, Yeah. TLC. I kind of felt like I couldn't take my mind off of TLC.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, I hear you.
1: While listening to this song. Yeah. And I kind of felt like there was even some beats that were in some of their music. <laughs> like it right. just felt like, yeah. So, so I love the message though because it's right on with mm-hmm. with everything I stand for. So, right on, Zoe girl. That was awesome. Um, I'll probably start listening to more of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I really liked it. It was good. Now, out now of Eden, to me, though, I think I'm always going to favor. Um, just because it's home to me, yeah. you know, it feels like home. Yes. Um, it feels like my childhood. It, it's something that I'm familiar with. So I'm going to give my props, though, to out of Eden.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so yeah. that, that leaves a tie for round number one, meaning no result. <laughs> but I kind of like that because it gives... Um, Props as a DJ that I'm making some good matches ups here. (laughs) Anyway, getting to the middle section of the show, I want you to now dive into the reason why you're here, which is the Mavuno Project. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, to be honest. I got to work on my Swahili. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So explain to us how it started. Uh, You claim that it pretty much started as like an underground undercover mission back in 09. That became an official nonprofit in 2017, but I'll let you tell the details in between.
1: Right, so um, my started really, 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 the root of it was really me trying to find healing, mm-hmm. trying to find purpose, right? Before, before the first round, we talked about how God can turn a mess into a message, mm-hmm. and I had—I was in my— my 30s when I started Mavuno Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um and I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired I was so tired of being broken Mm -hmm. I was so tired of of the continual questions of why God Mm
2: -hmm.
1: why did this happen to me Why did this, you know, why, the whole why, 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 why? Mm -hmm. And I was literally dying a slow emotional and spiritual death.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And I was desperate. Mm -hmm. Honestly, uh, I was desperate. And I say that. Sometimes you have to get to the point of being desperate mm-hmm. to really seek out change. Yeah. Um if if you don't get to that point, I don't I don't think it's it's really hard for change to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um so I I knew that if I if I didn't change my life I was literally gonna die. I was already dying emotionally, but I knew that physically I was literally going to die. So yeah. I I I came You know, one of the things I say that if you want to find healing, you need to confront pain straight on. Yes. You need to confront it. You need to stand one day in front of your mirror Mm -hmm. and you need to say to yourself, this happened to me.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. Right?
1: This happened to me. Now what? Mm Mm-hmm. Now yeah. what? What do I do with this, God? You know, and 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 it's okay to really come to this moment of just battling out, battling it out between yeah. you and God.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and 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 letting God then just begin to kind of creep into those broken places. You know, with words of healing, with words of affirmation, with words of just sooth- soothing. You know. Yeah. Um, um, kind of like I know you're mad, girl. Let me, let me, let me rub some. You know, let me rub your back. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me, let me soothe some things out. So, anyways, and trying to find that healing and trying to find that purpose, mm-hmm. I, I said, you know what? I know that I want to reach women. Mm-hmm. So, how do I reach women? I'm gonna sell jewelry.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: So. I I uh, I quit my job. I quit my career, mm-hmm. and um, I had risen in, in corporate America to to very high position in the career I was in. I um, and one day, I called the VP, um, and I said, "I'm done. Mm-hmm. I quit. Yeah. I'm done. I can't do it. I can't do this anymore."
2: Yeah.
1: So I did, and then. Um, I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just quit my job. How am I going to pay the bills now, right? right so right. so I, I said, you know what? I'm going to start to sell jewelry because when I sell jewelry, um, I'm going to be speaking to women, and I'm going to share my story, and they're just going to love it, and they're going to buy the jewelry, and then I'm going to use this money to go on mission trips.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> I had
1: I have this whole thing all planned out, right, yeah. in my head. Mm-hmm. Or, or at least I thought I did, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, and, and I did. I started. I started to sell jewelry. But I didn't know that six months after that, God would call me to sell jewelry in front of a parking lot of a strip club.
3: Wow.
1: And... At this point in my life, I had already rededicated my life back to God. I was already leading in, in in leadership position at a church. I was like, God, you must be crazy. And this strip club happened to be right down the road from my church, from the church I was going to at the time. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, I said, people are going to think I'm crazy People are going to think that I'm a hypocrite. What is this girl doing in the parking lot of a strip club? And then she's coming to church, you know, teaching and, you know, whatever. And God literally, I will never forget this. God literally spoke to my heart and said, do you want to find healing? Hmm. Hmm. Because this is the route. This is the route you need to take in order to find healing, in order to find your purpose. And I said, God, I already quit my job. (laughs) Um, This is the route I got to go. Like, this is, I have no other choice. I have to be obedient. So I did, and I sit in the parking lot for six months selling jewelry to girls, and then all of a sudden the owner comes out after six months and says, you know, I really love your work ethic. Hmm. I love that you've been standing out here for six months. He goes... I have a table for you in the locker room of the girls in the uh, in the back of the club. Do you oh. want that table? Hmm. And immediately, immediately, I heard the voice of God tell me that scripture that says, "I've prepared a table for That's you right. in the presence of your enemies." Mm-hmm. And I knew that that was going to be my next step. That yeah. was going to be my next process, the next door into me finding purpose. So yeah. um, long story short, I, I sat there in the locker room of, of the strip club for almost two years um, selling jewelry. And what started from selling jewelry went into conversations. Those conversations started to get deep. Mm-hmm. You know, the later the later the night went, you yeah. know, the more the confessions came out, you know, yeah. the more the more things started to come out. And the more I started to realize that I was literally sitting in the midst of one of the darkest crimes that, that that's currently happening in this world right now, which is human trafficking.
2: No.
1: Um, and I was sitting right in the middle of it and I didn't even know it. Actually, I didn't even know it until until a few months after the two years that I was in the strip club, that I was literally, like, literally in the middle of that darkness. Um, but I knew that God had to have had his hand of protection over me the entire time. And I I started to listen to the stories. I started to listen to the girls. I started to to empathize with why girls were in that environment you know i think that as a christian my entire life you know we become religious mm-hmm. and we we think that oh i'm above them you know what i'm saying or i'm um, you know or, or or i'm i'm here and they're there you know um so so god really allowed me to just move in that spirit of empathy of sympathy of just grace and, yeah. and then I started to, to hear stories that were very similar to mine. And again, you know, God humbled me into saying, you know, this could have been you. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, this could have been you, but God. Yeah. You yeah. know, but God. You know, I had like that but God moment and and I knew that I needed to be there not to be a voice. Mm-hmm. I think that many times when Christians find themselves in these dark places, they immediately start to feel like they need to just start preaching, right? They need to just start saving people and yeah. and you know, and God was like, No, 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 this is not your time to mm-hmm. be a voice. This is your time for you to listen.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Listen. Because listening was going to gain their trust. It's an obedience of of, of trust, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So, so that obedience can look like a lot of things to a lot of different people. But I honestly believe that, that it's, that it's on the, that healing stands on the other side of obedience. And I'm just, I'm just grateful that I was obedient enough. But again, I had to get to that place of becoming desperate of being desperate. Yeah. So moving forward, um, into the, after the two years, I, I, I knew that God had shown me something that I had to share with the world. I mm-hmm. could not keep to myself, mm-hmm. and then I started um, raising awareness here locally in Miami, Florida. That's where I'm from. That's where uh, I I do the the bulk, if not all, most of the of the ministry is here in Miami. Um, And I started small. I started in in the back, actually in the backyard of my friends' houses. They would say, hey, come share share your testimony at our family reunion.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, um, we want to hear you. We Mm want to hear your experiences. And I, you know what, that to me was like the best thing in the world. You know, those intimate settings that... Or just like, just me sharing. And um, that's where really God just started to develop my voice, mm-hmm. you know. And and that, that permission of now you can share. Yes. Now you can be a voice. Yeah. You know, now you can speak. And this is another thing. A lot of people believe that they are going to enjoy the process right (laughs) god didn't promise us that we would enjoy the process Mm -hmm. we just have to go through it you know what i'm saying so i'm not gonna lie there were nights where i was literally fighting with god and saying god i don't want to be here Mm -hmm. like i think every single night you know what i'm saying i come home smelling like the worst thing in the world, you know, cigarettes, alcohol, I mean, all kinds of, you know, all together, you know, can't even describe it. But I remember God telling me, you have to go through this because where I'm taking you,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: this is what you have to go through because of where I'm taking you. And, and yes, that could be figuratively, that could have been a symbol, right, of, of, of me just starting out in, in, in humble beginnings, you know, but I actually found it to be literal, yeah. and I'll explain that, because later, in throughout the, the launch of Mavuno, a couple of years after we launched it, we started receiving invitations to go into other countries, mm-hmm. To, to train and to talk about human trafficking and to share my story into other countries. And yes. I remember my first mission trip was with, in Honduras, mm-hmm. which that's the bulk of our work is in Honduras. Um, yeah. That That's really the, the, the country that, that, we, that we work with. Um, standing in the middle of the trash mines,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Where families and kids live, yeah, and the smell came back, <coughs> and I was literally <coughs> able to stand there and withstand that smell of just all the trash combined put together. I was able to withstand it because God had already brought me through that, yes at the strip club in the, in the, in the back of the strip club. So that even became literal in, in, in my, in my walk and in my journey with, with the Bob Bruno project.
0: Yeah, can you hear me? See me again? Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. So, based on um, the last thing I heard you say was uh, like your inspiration for the Mavuna project, it was cutting off too much.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. What did you hear?
0: The last thing I heard you say before it was cutting off too much again, you were saying like that was your inspiration for the for the Mavuna project. Yeah, no, we had gotten like way past that and then I believe the last thing you said was like something about the movement project.
1: Oh I think we had stopped because I remember I was talking about how it was literal, how God spoke to me about the smell in the strip club and how that became literal. Right. When I right so that became literal when I went to Honduras and I was standing at the trash mines Mm -hmm. of the, of where the kids lived in these little houses in the trash mines. And then that smell creeped up again, Yeah, you know, and, and I was able to literally stand there and I was prepped and people said, look, there are some people that, they can't bear the smell in here. Like they cannot bear it. Like you, you better be ready for this. We've had people faint, you know, because it's such a bad smell. And when I walked into the trash mine area, it was as if I'd been there before because the smell was, was very familiar to to what i had been in for two years so so you know something that i thought was symbolic was literally a literal statement of where god was gonna take me that i didn't know i was gonna be you know standing there a few years later
0: yeah similar to when the bible talks about you know the stench of hell and sin reaching god's nostrils and that's 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 a disturbance that God has to put up with from high heaven on a regular basis, even unfathomable to the human mind. So, the fact that you got reminders of that in places like Honduras, El Salvador, Haiti, it's it's really something. It's it's not there's there's no nothing pleasant about it, it whatsoever, no. whatsoever. My no. goodness.
1: Yeah. So after Honduras got opened up doors, like you just mentioned, to El Salvador. To Haiti. Yeah. Um, actually, when Haiti came around, that was our last mission trip before the country shut down. Wow. Um, pray for us. We haven't been able to go back out on a mission um, mm-hmm. just because of the you know the 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 health reasons involved, obviously yeah. with going on a mission trip and and the liabilities and all that. But we really feel like God is opening that door again. So we will be planning our next mission trip for this year. So Ooh, wow. pray for us. Pray for our team. Um, during the pandemic, we actually sponsored um, a house in Honduras that opened up via the, or, via the full-time missionaries that we support there. The organization is called Dios Vino Verte. God oh, came to see you, um, and together, in collaboration, this this uh, safe house was launched, mm-hmm. um, and it is for victims, survivors of sexual abuse and human trafficking. And when they go into our home, they receive wraparound services. Um, they also receive spiritual care, mental health care. I mean, everything needed to move on with their lives and move on with dignity.
2: Yes.
1: And and with 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 the wholeness that Jesus really um, has for them. So we're we're so excited to be able to go back uh, to meet the girls. We mm-hmm. haven't been able to meet them since obviously the, this this all opened up during the pandemic. Um, but now we're going to go, we're going to get to meet them, and and I'm so excited. So keep our team um, in your prayers.
0: So wow, going forward to Haiti. um, I've never actually physically been to Haiti. I was actually um, in my mother's womb when they were on a Haiti missions trip. (laughs) So that's the closest I ever got to touching Haiti. But um, I kind of feel like the Lord just told me like, um, God's going to open some doors and this might be edited out of the show, but I kind of feel like God told, just told me that he's going to open up some doors for you in the Dominican Republic as well. So that's
1: funny. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, uh, we're actually, we travel a lot to the Dominican Republic.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I kind of feel like two, uh, th- actually three countries just got placed on my heart for you. Um, Dominican Republic, Colombia and Venezuela kind of feel like that might be your next three targets coming up in the future so we'll see what god does
1: (laughs) i always i always say this god is gonna happen
0: yes yeah
1: absolutely (laughs) it's not not impossible let me tell you we we have ties in dominican republic um we also have ties in Colombia. Venezuela God's gonna really have to prep me up for that, for yeah. that
0: one. <laughs> yeah. So also um I, I think I think once Venezuela Venezuela's conquered, then God may give you some faith for Brazil too. But before we get into round two, I just and want I've you
1: been in the talk, so I don't know if you're a prophet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it does it doesn't make me a prophet? It just means that the fivefold gifts of the Spirit are available to any faithful servant of the gospel. So, That's yours, awesome. yours
1: we, we, I've, I've had Brazil as one of my, my, my target yeah. countries, but again, you know, I don't never force the mission trip. Yeah. Um, this has to completely be a God, a God thing. Um, so. When, when God calls, he'll open that door, he'll provide, and I will make sure to let you know if we're going to one yeah. of those countries.
0: <laughs> it's it's all about God's timeline, because when my parents were prophesied to move to South Africa, it didn't happen until 17 years later. So God God's time frame could be any amount of time. That's that's completely – he exists out of time, so that, that way we can't understand time the way he does. Anyway, um, before we get into round two, I just wanted you to briefly – share what type of um, volunteer help you look uh, you look for basically in people that want to get involved and then also like people who want to travel to these nations to help victims of sex trafficking and then we'll get into round 2
1: Okay, sure. So, um, our volunteer efforts are really all about helping us raise awareness. So there's different ways that people can help us raise awareness. They can share our posts on their social media pages. Um, we're, we're very like digital, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we do we haven't done this obviously because of the pandemic but we are getting back into doing some street outreach um so if you do live in miami florida then i would love to connect with you because we will start back out with doing street outreaches and some of the main um party Mm -hmm. areas where we go out and we raise awareness uh about human trafficking specifically, and then we always end it with with a prayer. Um, you know, so it, it is a twofold. You know, it, it is it is awareness, but then it's also a spiritual outreach as well. Um, so that, those are ways that you can get involved. Mission trips, um, we do. People, they do have to go through an application process okay. which needs to be signed and sealed by their pastor.
2: Okay.
1: Um, so we do ask for recommendation letters from their pastors, from their church leadership, because we want to know that they're in good standing with Very the good. with the community, with the church community that they're that they're known. Mm-hmm. Um, we we don't take a lot of people on mission trips. Mm-hmm. simply because the liability is, is big
2: mm-hmm.
1: not right. just the liability of safety but the liability of the girls that we are trying to protect
2: right.
1: Right. Um, this is all about protecting the survivors uh, this is not a circus. And mm. unfortunately, in the human trafficking sector, people have been very sensationalized to just want to see a survivor. Mm. Um, you don't know how many times I've been asked, How many survivors have you rescued? Whoa, I haven't rescued any survivors. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't do the rescuing. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so, so it's a, it's been very, unfortunately, very sensationalized, Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's not the type of nonprofit that, that we are, you know, we, we put, we put the protection of people, um, before the interest of people. Yeah. Um yeah. so I I would love to invite you to apply <laughs> to, <laughs> to come on one of our mission trips. And and obviously it's all about relationship and uh um and and everyone has a job to do on our mission trip. That's actually the bulk of our volunteerism. Everyone is assigned. A duty, mm-hmm. you know, something that they're gonna do, uh, you know, that they prepare for, you know, months in advance, so that when they get there, you know, it's it's being executed, um, and of course, it's under the authority of our full time missionaries that we support in Honduras,
3: yeah.
1: and under actually under the authority of, of the culture, you know. I like um, we are very cultural sensitive,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and we don't go there as a what they call a uh, the um, a savior complex. Yeah. you know yes. we' we're, we're not that's not what we're there for. we're We're there to serve.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We are there to humble ourselves before a group of people that desperately need Jesus. That's what we do on our mission trips. We love. We care for the survivors, and we just demonstrate the love—the love of Jesus. Everything else is is an added bonus. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, wow. That's actually that's actually a perfect transition into the first song of the second round, which has to deal with the topic of: no matter how much superhero power you think you have, you don't have the power to save yourself or anyone else. <laughs> so we're gonna start with that one: "Save Myself" by Zoe Girl. Save Myself by Zoe Girl. I kind of feel like it has that same weird production-like play by Jennifer Lopez had back in the day. Anyway, going up against Showpiece by Out of Eden. By Out of Eden up against Save Myself by Zoe Girl, I kind of appreciate Zoe Girl taking more of a risk, but yet still making a song come together out of something so weird sounding. But Showpiece is more palatable to the masses. I'm going to give that that to its credit. Um, It's a lot more tangible and a lot more quick to catch on to. Um, So if you're going for something easier to digest, you're going to pick Out of Eden. But if I'm gonna go for something more interesting, I'm so harsh on Out of Eden tonight. I'm gonna also I'm gonna go for Zoe Girl on that one. What about you? Uh,
1: you know, so I'm glad that you caught on to my facial expressions because I wasn't sure in in uh, sh- save myself if I was Zoe Girl if I was hearing a Latin song, a techno song, uh, it, it was like a mesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, part of me wanted to like, do a little Caribbean, and then part of me just wanted maybe do some rave music, yeah. dancing. I, I was just like, yeah. music wise, I was all over the place. Um, ver- the, 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 the words though, yeah. um, were, were good were 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 powerful i think i'm a, i'm gonna go with you i think this time around the words from save myself were were very um they they kind of grabbed my attention more than than the the show and maybe maybe that's why they put all that crazy music in there maybe there there was a there was a uh uh, a purpose for that, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with save myself, Zoe
0: girl. Interesting, yeah, because even a line like drink the ocean dry, not a lot of Christian songs feature lyrics like that, so I kind of felt like it took a lot more risks, and even if it threw you off at first listen, you still kind of Gave it a chance to, you know, let it grow on you. So, okay, I'm surprised at your vote. I, I thought you were going to easily wash me by just going straight out of Eden again. But, hey, surprising. All right, so that means Zoe Girl got one point, the only leading point of the competition so far. So before we get into the final round, I just want to get your closing thoughts on everything we've discussed. Just give us a, a quick summary, basically. And also um, let people know about how to further continue the cause um, to not let stuff like this breathe under the carpet for too long and allowing things like business or PR to allow sin to continue and then how to best humble ourselves and the humble ourselves in the body of Christ to make sure that these matters are addressed so that that the victims are not don't become the laughing stock of a very serious crime that were that we've discussed
1: um yeah so first of all thank you for having me on your show <laughs> i want to give honor to whom honor is due and i think that this was <laughs> one of the most funnest experiences
2: <laughs> oh, I <feel> that <laughs> i've
1: had um on a on a on a show like this you know kind of like pop podcast music Mm -hmm. I thought this was awesome this is so much fun it's so down my alley because I I totally love love music Um, so so I want to thank you first of all for for creating this space and and allowing me to to share um to share my story Um, First of all, you know, to summarize the whole Gavi situation and the whole, uh, you know, the church and, and, and abuse and survivors is, uh, I wish it would have been dealt off the social media stages. Yeah. I think that if we can learn from anything or if a church or if anyone can learn from anything, I, I would say that I think there was a better way. Yeah. To deal with something like this, maybe more on on a on a off the grid basis, and then mm. maybe the statement how to come out and let that statement come out. You mm. know, so so if anything, I, I think that I I my advice or 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 just my thoughts would be to really seek counsel on how to go about these issues in your church congregation or mm. in your or in your business you know, Mm -hmm. not just in the church, in the business, in in school, at work, I mean, you know, really seek counsel on how to deal with these, uh, things, because what ends up happening is that you end up hurting a whole lot more people
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that need, that don't need to be hurt, you know, because, because it becomes messy, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, it becomes messy. Um, so, so seek wise counsel. Mm -hmm. Don't ever though. I'm not saying put it under the rug. That's not what I'm saying. You know, don't ever do that. I think that things like this need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. They need to be exposed. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for godly, Justice and godly exposure. Yes. You know what I'm saying. You know, even the Bible says that if you know, a brother goes to you and you don't listen. I mean, you need to you need to expose it in front of the church. Yeah. You know, um, there 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 are proper steps and procedures, but I guess with the light of a social media nowadays, um, I just thought that was kind of messy. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely want to connect with people that have heard this show. Follow me on Twitter. Obviously, yes. I'm very reachable. I mean, look, we we connected. We, we, you know, who knows what God has in store yeah. for us and open doors and opportunities. Um, I'm on Twitter under the Mabuno Project. Um, I'm also on IG under my name, Tanya Andre. Uh, so um, Tanya Andre underscore. Uh, so those are some really easy ways that you can connect with me. You can also email me at Tanya, T-A-N-I-A, at the Mavuno, M-A-V Victor, U-N-O, project. Um, get on my website, themavunoproject.com. Um, everything is is right there for you to see how you can get involved, how you can donate, how you can volunteer. Um, I'd love to hear from anyone that's tuning in to this show. I also have a devotional. We spoke about pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a devotional. If you are listening to this, and pain doesn't have to be abuse. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, pain is something that's universal. Mm -hmm. It can be grief. It can be abuse. It can be, you know, anything else. Mm -hmm. All of us at some point in some shape or form, have experienced pain and hurt. And I have a devotional where you can log on, you can sign on, and it's a 15-week devotion on scriptures that will help you get through pain. So every Monday, you'll receive a devotional from me with a scripture on pain and, and and a small, it's just a two-paragraph, very non-intrusive devotional that will help you somehow sort it out through prayer, through scripture on how to deal with pain.
0: That is so awesome. So thank you so much for plugging all that info, Tanya. I have had a hundred percent way more pleasure having you on the show. <laughs> I'm very humbled that you even accepted the request. And uh, I look forward to Uh, possibly having you back on in the future uh, as many times as we can get together um so let's close out the show um we're gonna get into dismissed before we dismiss by zoe girl here we go yay let's
1: put this one on dismissed
2: You've
0: been dismissed. Bye bye. Goodbye. Arrivederci. Dismissed by Zoe Girl. I kinda feel like again, that's J Lo level production, but they sang it like Britney Spears.
2: <laughs> God.
0: Yeah. Going up against greater love by out of Eden.
3: All of my life. I've dreamed a love would come to me. It's here. And now I know it's more than any other love could be. I never thought I'd know someone who loved me. So to go, I spot a die. that is love for me. I, show. I searched all over, but I still couldn't find no. someone to give me love to heal my hurt and ease my mind. I saw affection, tried everything
0: by out of eden up against dismissed by zoe girl our final deciding round i kind of felt you're gonna th- you're gonna think i'm being so harsh on out of eden tonight trust me it's not intentional it's just what i feel in the moment um i kind of felt like out of eden sounded like <laughs> this might sound bad but I, you'll you'll know where i'm going with this it sounded like michael jackson meets disney channel or kids <laughs> Bob. Like, the production beat alone sounds like something in the tempo range that older Michael Jackson would have wrote on. But vo- but vocally, if Disney Channel existed in the Jackson 5 days, I think they would have pulled Michael Jackson out of the group and tell him, do this song. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just how it felt to me. Out of Eden, they sounded very, I don't know, they sounded very... Um, Appealing to children, like in that song, as as pleasant as the melody was, great chorus, um, great vibes, a nice breakdown bridge section. But I, I don't know. I just I couldn't get over the feeling that this could be a hit on Disney Channel Radio or something like that. Anyway, um, and that's no diss to Disney Channel Radio. Okay, I, I love my you know Hannah Montana hits, my Selena Gomez hits. <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Anyway, um, I kind of personally felt like I saved the best for last. Um, In my opinion of the whole show tonight, Dismissed is the most easily radio-ready song of all the songs from tonight. Um, I kind of felt like, again, continuing with that purpose theme, because I did purposely pick some of these tracks because I knew you were going to be on the show. Um, Dismissed, again, was continuing with the... Every round theme of like showpiece and stop right there, but dismiss. I said I kind of felt had the most mainstream appeal to it. So like even if you are not a Christian, you could still use this song to anyone trying to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. Um, So you, it's not like. How stop right there and showpiece were, where it's more from a Christian's perspective. Dismiss could be from anyone's perspective, but it's it's nice to have it you know performed by Christians. Dismissed. I know you've been on TBN Salsa, but back in the day when J- Juice TV used to be known as JCTV, oh, di- yeah, I remember. yeah, dismissed used to be a number one charter on JCTV for weeks and months on end. So th- that, again, another song that kind of practically raised me in my, um, in my transitional phase from childhood to teenage years when I wasn't allowed to listen to too much secular music. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that song kind of <laughs> filled, yeah, that song kind of filled my void when I couldn't listen to Britney Spears in front of my parents. So, <laughs> so yeah,
1: the, the funny story, um, you know, when we moved here from Puerto Rico, obviously my parents didn't know English.
2: Yeah.
1: And us being kids, we learned really quick. So we were like the worst kids ever. We put on non-Christian music. Yeah. And then we'd be like, no, Mom, they just said, like, yeah, like, Jesus over here.
2: <laughs> the, the, worst. The, the
1: worst. The worst. I just told them myself, I'm sorry, Mom, if you're listening. <laughs>
0: Yeah. That that sounded like that joke that they again put in the same movie I mentioned earlier um, in Logan Lucky when the girl said, "Oh, I'm gonna sing uh, for the beauty pageant for school, Umbrella by Rihanna," and then one of the little boys just randomly says, "When Rihanna says Umbrella, she's not singing about a real umbrella; it's code." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then and then Shady Tatum is like, "Who told you that, everybody?" <laughs> <laughs> so funny, so funny. Anyway, but um, I gotta go with dismissed. I'm sorry. I just, if we were judging it like, if uh, let's say my my uh, daughter was on the show or something, then of course Greater Love would get some brownie points for appealing to her age group. But um, I'm sorry, dismissed. It, I have too many memories with that song, and I still jam to that song on a nearly daily basis to this day so it's a little bias it's a little bias but I'm gonna go Zoe girl what about you?
1: Awesome so I'm gonna completely just shut it down (laughs) with Greater Love by Adam Eden I'm gonna go with Greater Love and let me tell you the reason why the reason why I'm gonna go with Greater Love by Adam Eden because listening to all the songs right Um. Zoe, stop right there and uh, and dismiss, correct? Yeah, yeah. Stop right there and dismiss. Like, I get it. I love it. But I felt like there were two songs that were just kind of like, I don't want to say male bashing, but like, you know, okay, I get it, right? I right. get the whole men can be jerks and, um, you know, I'm... I'm the princess, and I'm right. the you know, like you know, whatever. I get it, and I wanted to hear something positive about love.
0: Yeah, I hear you.
1: And greater love brought it.
0: Yeah, nice. They
1: brought it. They brought. They, they brought the. You know what? You can find good love.
0: That takes a very mature married woman to say that <laughs> that we need we need more balanced 50-50 argument songs and I 100% agree with that. Um, so now unfortunately that leaves us with two non-conclusive rounds which means that unfairly based on my judgment Zoe girl is the only winning round of tonight. I'm mad that both of them are retired now like like years ago. Oh no. <laughs> but I guess a better question would be um did you think that they they rightfully got the attention they deserved in their time frame, or or do you think that they may have some like hits in their catalog that could still be revived to this day?
1: Yeah, I don't think the church was ready for it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Honestly
1: speaking, I'm listening to it now, and now I'm like, man, this would really hit right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, maybe a little bit of revisions here and there, you know, obviously, you know, with some with some sounds and, and, and music, but but the words would definitely just really hit right now. I think the church wasn't ready for it. That's right. why I don't believe they got the recognition
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and i will definitely have these on my place when my daughter turns (laughs) a teenager (laughs) this is what i'm gonna let her listen to you know because i i you know we kind of grow up saying i'm not gonna be like my parents but (laughs) you know we do we end up being kind of like our parents
2: so
1: (laughs) i'm gonna definitely infuse some of this music into her her playlist and uh yeah, sad that they are no longer making this music. I think they think they need to make a comeback. I think they both do. They need to make a comeback because I think some of these songs are really hit right now. I think some of the messages are really needed, especially in our youth today, yeah. um, are really, really needed and, and, and we need more woman voices in the in these spaces, you know, of of just empowerment and and uh reaching to the teens so i i would love it if they came they should come out with like a comeback album or something
0: yeah and just like back in the day you actually struck a chord with me with something you said earlier i kind of feel like out of eden and zoe girl are prime choices for almost like the album that new kids on the block and backstreet boys did together i kind of feel like out of eden and zoe girl could easily make an album together as a comeback as well because if they could be still relevant, surely Out of Eden and Zoe Girl could still be relevant to the, today's world.
1: Listen, they need to do a comeback tour together.
0: Yeah, hands down, 100% agree.
1: You know, a reunion, Out of Eden, Zoe Girl, I'm definitely
0: going to go. Yeah, 100%. So, Tanya, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, last plug, and then we'll sign up.
1: This was so much fun, <laughs> so much fun. Hit me up, the Mabuno Project, TanyaAndre yes. underscore. I'm here. I want to speak to you. I want to connect with you. Um, and first of all, I, I want all of us to just love on each other. Listen, we are living in some horrible times Mm -hmm. with with war with sickness with with plagues Mm -hmm. with everything that the bible is is prophesying um we're living it we're seeing it we don't have long to play around man yeah um let's get serious let and, and let's do it together and let's do it in love
0: yeah what i'm gonna do for you tanya is i'm gonna end the show with what gave you hope in the first place that music like this could be made and still sends a powerful message to the world out there in light of what you just said. So we'll close the show with lovely day by out of Eden. (laughs) Anyway, you'll hear it when the final edit comes out. Take care you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We love y'all. God bless. Awesome. Save it there.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be a lovely day